if you're listening to this and it's the afternoon or the evening, but hello. This is episode six, Bear and Below. What up? It's Cass and Kathleen. Hi. Hi, everyone. We're back with another episode, and this one, buckle your seatbelts, take a nice deep cleansing breath, because we're getting into some real shit today. But before we do that, I need to tell Cassie about my new morning routine. Oh, tell me it doesn't have anything to do with your makeup brushes or cleaning them, please. I have not even cleaned my makeup brushes since that incident, so they're probably due for one. But now I'm like so paranoid because everybody's literally coming at me about how I clean my makeup brushes. I'm sorry, guys. I can't believe how many how many messages we got about you cleaning your makeup brushes. And since we posted that reel about how to clean your makeup brushes, oh my God, people are dying. That Yeah. So we need to get you all the goods and get you set up. But tell me what your new morning routine is consisting of. Well, and then also like the zero messages we got about me almost burning my house down was a little alarming. I thought I thought people were going to be coming for me on that. And nobody said a word. Everybody was like, oh, I'm very concerned. (laughs) I know. And we even told people it's okay to burn your house down. Just call insurance. Literally not one word about us literally telling people to burn their house down. It was all about the makeup brushes and our concern for Kathleen. (laughs) I know it was crazy, but my morning routine, I'm trying to get a little bit more mature. You know, I am 36 years old. I really shouldn't be running around, running late, or just binge watching bullshit shows all the time. So what I do now, and I, I uh, heard this on another podcast, uh, it's called The Skinny Confidential. I'm obsessed with them. But um, they interview people and they had this like, uh, oh my God, this is how stupid I am. I don't even know the proper term. He's like a, a scientist for the brain, a neurologist. <laughs> no, <laughs> neuroscientist. No. Neurologist sounds good. I don't think that's right, but we'll just roll with it. It's fine. Uh, uh, well, he's he's um very knowledgeable on all things working with the brain. Brain doctor. Yeah, he's a brain doctor. Oh my God. Okay. This is, this is really, this podcast is seriously exposing how stupid I am. I promise I'm not this dumb. No, she's actually way smarter than I am. So please. No, I'm not. So anyways, he went through um, a whole morning routine, basically, of people who drink coffee right when they wake up. It actually fucks with your sleep cycle. So he was saying there's, and I don't know the names of like the hormones and whatever, but he's saying there's this hormone that is super high when you're sleeping and your body needs it. And when you first wake up, there's some residual hormone like left over in your body and it, it what it's what makes you real sleepy. So he said, when you wake up and you drink coffee right away, it suppresses it. And he said, but the bad thing about that is, is once the coffee wears out around like one, two, three o'clock, that hormone comes back. That's why you get that like afternoon crash. Then you drink more coffee and then it fucks with your sleep, falling asleep at night. So, and he went into a whole other slew of things. So what I've been doing now, cause I was definitely a like sit up, walk right downstairs and get my cup of coffee type of chick. What I do now is I drink water and it's alkaline water. Like I got a filter with the alkaline to, to help like get rid of the acids in your body. And he said, add sea salt to it which ha- like oh. gives you like, electrolytes in your body. So I do that with the lime 
or a lemon, either one, but uh, the lime is actually good for the alkaline too. So mm-hmm. alkaline gets rid of, like I said, it gets rid of the acids in your body, which is really good for you. So I'm like dumping salt in my water in the morning. I do that for the first hour and then I have my coffee. Yes. Yeah. I have heard you're supposed to drink, which I do this too, because you know, I'm the water Nazi, but I drink about 40 ounces of water before I even have coffee in the morning. Like, I mean, and I can chug water. Like, I mean, that's that 40 ounces could be gone in like 15 minutes, but yeah. And then to take it up a notch, I used to do this, but I kind of got out of the habit of this, but yeah, to put like, it should be warm or room temperature, not even cold water, but put lemon in it is what I heard. You know, who knows? Everybody comes up with something different every day. And this is another topic. I mean, we just heard somebody say that sugar is an addictive on freaking Instagram, but you know, whatever the water good for you. So that do you feel How long have you been doing it? I've been doing it for a couple of days. I definitely feel better like throughout the day. And last night I slept. So I've slept better than I've slept in years. I feel like. Oh, look at you, little nutrition health tip girl. I know, Scott. Well, Scott's not normally with me in the mornings. He's up and out the door at like 7 a.m. Today's Saturday. He was with me this morning and I'm like, dumping salt. (laughs) He said, what the fuck are you doing? And I explained the whole thing to him and he's like, oh my, he's so sick of my like organic and all natural lifestyle. He like, he's like, I can't, this is too much, Kathleen. Now you're pouring salt in your water. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you do get, you do get roped into those things. I mean, I, I wonder, I'm wondering if you take the salt out, if you're still going to feel just as good just because you're drinking water with before coffee. That's what I want to know. Uh, we'll test it out. I'll try no salt this week. Okay. All right. But anyways, I just wanted to share that with you because I know you're the water Nazi and you would appreciate it. All right. But on a more serious note, we're going to talk about people pleasing today. So we just want to remind you guys again, we've said it in our trailer, but when we start getting into some of these deeper conversations, you know, we are not therapists but we've been to one. So just keep that in mind. These are our own thoughts. These are our own stories, our own tips and tricks. And we're just hoping that this resonates with you and that you can find something to take away out of all of this that we talk about today. Definitely. So this episode is going to be a little sensitive. Some of you are going to listen through and it's all going to make sense and it's going to resonate with you. And some of you are going to listen through and think, what the hell is wrong with these girls? But When we're talking about people pleasing, if you're a people pleaser, and I'm sure your social media feed and your algorithm is giving you, just flooding you with all the tips and tricks on how to combat this issue. But if you're someone who has healthy boundaries, you are going to listen through and be like, well, yeah, that's what you do. Why would you put somebody else's needs before your own when it's like literally killing you? My husband's actually one of these people. So me, myself. When I'm all twisted and torn up about somebody possibly being upset with me because of something I have to say or, you know, said or something that I did, his response is always, who cares? What's the big deal? Those people pleasers, it is a big deal. It is. In this like tornado of emotions of like, I know I shouldn't care, but I do care and I can't stop. And it's such... A burden that we have to live with. And Cassie and I, we definitely touched on this in our earlier episodes. That's why we wanted to bring it back today. This is something we've been dealing with our whole 
lives, basically. Right, Cass? Our whole lives. And this is what Kathleen and I bonded over. This is what drew us to each other is we actually started talking about this years and years and years ago at the beginning of our friendship is why do we do this to ourselves? We want to come across as the nice person. It's it's kind of actually funny in a twofold because you and I both have really big personalities and have no problem putting certain people in their place or at certain times about something putting that in its place. But other times we're like, oh my God, do they like me? Oh my God, did I just say something wrong? I analyze every little thing. And even though you and I are a lot better than we used to be, it is still Mm -hmm. an everyday practice. Absolutely. So when we're talking about people pleasing, these are the people that prioritize other people's needs over our own to the point that it is toxic for your own life. So in generally speaking, I mean, you want to be a good person and care about what other people are thinking or, or how your actions affect other people. If you go the complete opposite way, I mean, that's not healthy either. But when you're that people pleaser, you literally just ignore your wants, needs. Sometimes you even ignore who, who you know that you are if you're around other people that have different opinions opinions or different ways of moving through life. You just kind of pretend that you're that way too, because you're just so afraid of rejection or disappointing them. Yes. Yeah. It's the rejection for me. (laughs) It started at a really young age. I think I really noticed it in middle school for me when things started blowing up in my family and stuff. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, okay, so this group of girls, I want to make sure that they like me. Or this boy, I better make sure I know what they're into because I want him to like me and and this person and that person. And yeah, you're kind of conforming to that person. So when you're talking about having this pattern, it re- it applies to basically anybody in your life that's in close proximity. So parents, best friends, uh, significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, Uh, I noticed it when I got a little bit older at work, like my boss, I was terrified of not even being fired because I'm a pretty uh, strong person and I knew, okay, if I get fired, I'll figure it out. It was just disappointing somebody that was just terrifying to me and even like strangers, you know, Mm -hmm. like, which sounds silly, but it's like everybody around your orbit needs to feel okay and comfortable and happy before you do. That's how you and I have moved through life. That is so fucking draining. It is so draining and it's so sad. It's like we're willing to advocate for every other single person out there except ourselves. Why? Like, why do we do that? And there's so many people out there that are like this. And I'm so envious of the people that have never experienced this. Like they have no problem putting themselves first. Yeah. And it's not being, that's not being selfish. I feel like I did feel selfish if I put my own needs before anybody else's. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a big problem. I'm sure that came from just maybe our generation or something, but I know that if I even did anything for myself, I was feeling so guilty. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. For me, when I started to realize, maybe in my like early 20s, late teens, like, okay, I clearly care way too much about what people think about me 
and I knew it was a problem, I said earlier, I couldn't stop. Like I yeah. physically couldn't stop. And when I really thought about it, I was based, I, I think I was just so afraid to be out of touch about what people thought about me because for me and my upbringing, I was basically trained to care about what people think about what I do and what I say. But then also, I was also trained to be overly judgmental about what other people were doing. Oh, yes, totally. The irony is like people who are unapologetically themselves are so happy. And those people, I mean, I can think of a few people like that, even from my childhood, they used to trigger the fuck out of me. Oh, really? They did. And I think in that moment, I was just thinking of all the things that they were doing wrong. I was judging them, but they didn't care because they are who they are. And it was more a reflection on me. I care. Yeah. I care so much. And I can't be myself because I'm so afraid of the exact thing that I'm doing to that person, which again, I feel like that's just kind of how I was trained to think as a kid. I, I think in general, if something somebody does is triggering you. It's good. And of course, I didn't know this when I was younger, but now that I'm a little older, it's good to stop and examine. Why is this so triggering to me? Is it really what that person is doing? And maybe the answer is yes. Or it's both. Yes, they're doing something wrong, but also like, why am I so triggered by this? Why can't I just handle this in a healthy way? That is like the hardest thing ever to try and figure it out. And now, I'll, you know, this day and age, there's more resources. There's more information out about it. It's okay to take time for yourself. Or where are these triggers coming from? And, you know, now they're always saying like, you know, don't take it personal. If somebody's mean to you, that's more of a reflection on them than it is on you. So that's like, there's how many quotes out there saying that. So it's out there now. I wish we would have had some of these things when we were growing up. I mean, again, it's it's that whole like social media, love it and hate it at the same time, because it really can be, you know, have a lot of benefits to it. And that's being one of them, just having more resources. So we don't feel like we're just going insane every fucking day. Like, why am I so worried about being rejected? Why am I so worried if this person likes me or not? Because ultimately, who cares? And obviously, that just comes with maturity as we get older and us realizing these things anyways. But there's still plenty of people even our age. And and you and like we've already said, you and I even still do it to this day. We're better about it. But every once in a while, we still have our moments where, I mean, God, I just did freaking the other day where I'm like, oh my God, did I say something wrong? Like, why aren't I getting a text back? And then I'm analyzing it. And then I'm and it was all, it was my, it was with my own cousin. And I'm like, oh my God, why do I even care? I'm like, this is so freaking stupid. I don't know if you did this or not, but my people pleasing wasn't even just about learning how to say no or learning how to set a boundary or anything. I even went a step further where with an ex-boyfriend or a friend or something where I would go above and beyond without them even asking, like whether it was, oh my God, let me buy, I would go buy a gift or something, or let me do this really nice thing for this person. I better be the one to take them to their doctor appointment because I want to look like the hero and the nicest person. And obviously I don't want to 
because I like doing those things anyway. So I don't want that to be misconstrued. Like before I used to do it just for anybody because I just wanted to be liked by everybody. Now I have set that boundary where, but now I'm doing it for the right people and for the right reasons and for the people that I love and care about. It's just like such a tricky situation. And like, how do I balance that? How do I balance the fact that I love to project my love to everybody, but also do it without getting hurt in the process? Yes. And I think a big part of that is learning when and where and with who to put up a healthy boundary. And because you and I are just so hardwired to put everybody before ourselves, it's something that we almost have to do like, like it doesn't come naturally to us. We have to like manually do it in our head. Like for example, my husband is a quieter man and that's always been very triggering to me because growing up when my father got quiet it it was almost like the calm before the storm and then he would just start losing it on everybody so when my husband would get quiet I would be like in his face like are you mad at me is everything okay and he'd be like yeah everything's fine and I couldn't even accept that as an answer and and then it would like cause a fight because he's like leave me the fuck alone like I'm I'm like, I know you're not fine. I know something's wrong. Wow. Yes. So when we talk about putting up healthy boundaries and I've had, again, I've had to do this like manually in my head and it's so freaking hard when he quiets down, I, in my head think, okay, if something is wrong with him, he's not communicating it. So it's not my responsibility to find out what it is. If I did something wrong to him, I mean. So what I do now in my head is I literally just breathe real slow because it's almost like a nervous system response. Like my, my heart starts racing, my body tenses. And so I have to breathe deep to calm my nervous system. And I just keep reminding myself, if I've done something wrong, it's on him to tell me. It's not my responsibility. And I just keep like, I force myself, I just keep moving through whatever I'm doing, whether it's doing the dishes or even if I'm doing nothing, that triggers me too. If he's up doing something and I'm doing nothing, I'm like, it's okay for me to take a break. Just relax. Keep doing what you're doing. If something is genuinely bothering him, he can tell me. And that in itself is a boundary that we have to start creating for ourselves And I was actually doing a little bit of research on trauma responses. And there's, you know, your typical flight or flight, which everybody probably knows about. But there's actually a response called the fawn response. And it's when your body reacts and actually feels or is your body's like communicating to your brain that you are unsafe in this moment when somebody is unhappy with you or, you know, just dissatisfied with you. So that's what we are physically feeling in those moments that we have to combat. It's not as easy as put up a boundary or just tell them. It's not a big deal. Like it doesn't work that way for no, people. No, it like, doesn't at all. And, and it I. was kind of refreshing actually um, because I know that when you and I were looking that over, that's from that holistic um, therapist on IG. I forget her IG name right now, but um, yeah. she in the comments herself even says how she has to work on it every single day and practice it all the time. It's It's not an easy task. And that's why we wanted to talk about this because it's like you don't just have a people pleasing issue and then all of a sudden it goes away. You don't you don't necessarily want all of those things that make you a people pleaser to go away because that's what makes you an empathetic person. It's both a blessing 
and a curse because here we are dealing with all these people pleasing issues because we just love people and we want to make people happy. But it's finding the balance to make sure that we're not losing ourselves in the process. Oh, yeah. I think being a human being in general is very complex and difficult. And maybe you guys don't, there's people out there that don't struggle with this in particular, but you're struggling with other things. And that's just like the walk of life that we're all on. So I feel like we should maybe share some of the tips or tricks that have worked for you and I. We did look some things up to make sure that what worked for us was kind of at least halfway legitimate. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you experienced this, but I went through being this person that gives everything to everyone at the detriment to myself. Then I was like, fuck everybody else and their feelings. This is all about me. And then came to a a balance, you know, and of course the balance is all, you know, up and down, but a balance between the two of basically picking and choosing who gets my energy and analyzing that before I just jump to saying, fuck everybody. Oh my God, girl. I like probably four or five years ago, I had my breaking point where I was people pleaser, people pleaser my whole entire life. Literally don't say a word to disrupt anything, not to cause an argument, not to do this or do that. Don't want anybody mad at me to where one day I just snapped and went complete opposite. Like you were saying, like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck this. No, 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 no. Like no all over the board. And then I didn't even like who I was at that time because I was so completely opposite. I was like, (sighs) again, another topic. Don't worry, guys. We're never going to run out of episodes or topics to to go through. But just now, years later, am I finding the balance between the two? Because I'm like, oh, if I can't be that, I have to be totally opposite in order to to figure for somebody to respect me, for somebody, for me to be able to hold my ground. But there's definitely a balance. And that's mm-hmm. when we go through some of these things that worked for us. We didn't just do these four or five things and then all of a sudden snapped our fingers and we're good. No, this is like baby steps and it's a long process and you're going to do one at a time and then be like, all right, you know what? I got that one down. Now I can move on to the next thing and maybe try working on this. So the first one, just to kind of revert, revert back to, you know, setting the boundaries, you know, you need to set these boundaries right out the gate, which is so hard because right out the gate, we just want somebody to like us. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important just to teach somebody that they need to have respect for you and that they can't walk all over you. You know, an example, when you're dating a new person, I, I'm a very needy person in a relationship or or was. I mean, I think I still am. But I was always the one that needed to be with somebody 24-7. So I was clearly not respecting those boundaries. But was it because I really wanted to be with them 24-7 or I just wanted to feel needed by them 24-7, you know? So... If you are first starting to date somebody and you know that you require alone time every once in a while, which I think you said you did, like you need that time to decompress, but you're so infatuated and so in love in the beginning, you're in the honeymoon phase, you're hanging out with this person 24-7, now you're getting used to it, and now it's like, you know what, we're like three months in and I haven't had a day to myself, I need some time to myself, and your partner, whether it's a girl or a guy, might be like, uh, 
what's wrong? Why don't you want to hang out with me today? And now you're already too far into it to really, I mean, you can always start setting a boundary, but you need to do it in a healthy way and have that conversation with them or just do it right from the get-go. Even if you want to be with that person seven days a week, I think it's important for you to be like, you know what, on this Friday night, my girlfriend's actually asked me to go to dinner and I'm going to go with them and do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Or just whatever feels genuine to you, like when you're first meeting somebody and first dating someone is a great example because you're kind of figuring out who you are, but it's also this juxtaposition of, oh my God, I'm like super in love with this. I'm so infatuated. I want to spend yeah. every moment with them, you know, but I need, I do need that time to decompress. And I went through this with my husband in the beginning. I was afraid to ask for that. And I didn't even give him a chance to be okay with it. But I was afraid to ask for it or just say, oh, it's Friday night. I've had a long week. I'm just going to, you know, maybe take a long bath and watch my shows and go to sleep early because I was afraid that he would be upset. And I don't want him to be upset, especially. So, you know, people please are the opposite in the beginning. In the beginning, we're we're communicating. We will do whatever you want to make you comfortable, but we got to rein it in. So what I should have done in the beginning was say that, and here's the thing, if he had reacted negatively and maybe gotten a little disrespectful and picked an argument with me, guys, that's your opportunity for boundary number two. We will not be treated this way. Uh, No, excuse me. You don't speak to me like that. Click bye. And then once you do that, you can sit back in your own thoughts and say, Wow, I didn't realize that they were like that. Do I yes. even want to be with this Great person? Freaking point mic drop. That is the perfect example. I didn't do that shit. It's it Me a lot of people don't do that in the beginning of a relationship. And that's what you need to do. And it's like, why you know, then two years later you're like, Oh my god, I never set the boundary. Here I am. And it's like, what if you would have set that boundary? Maybe you're not with that person, but also maybe now you have a really healthy, great relationship because you did set that boundary. It could go either way, but at least you did it for yourself. Yeah, and and you gave them the chance to sh- to react, to show them or to show you, I'm, I mean, who they are. And I never gave Scott mm-hmm. that chance in the beginning. I'd like to think that he would have responded positively. <laughs> You would, you would think, I don't, I, I feel like Scott would have responded perfectly. Sure. But anyways, <laughs> guys, what we really want to impart on you as a people pleaser, if that's who you are, start checking in with yourself. When you walk into a room and I know your thoughts, you're just like us and you think, does anybody like me or, okay, what do I need to do to make sure everybody likes me? Instead of that, walk into a room and start thinking, do I even like these people? Look at them. Do I even like you? I'm so worried about you liking me, but do I even like you? Some, sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes it's no. And that's a boundary you can set within yourself. And that will even help you when you're meeting new people. You've kind of observed them for a few moments and and you're just not sure about them. That's a practice that we say that it, it does take time. My God, it takes so much time. Like how stupid that we are so concerned with if somebody likes us or not when maybe they're being rude to somebody or they're obnoxious. Yeah. And we're all guilty of this time to time. It's like, 
that person's an asshole. Why do I even care if they like me right now? I don't like them. Get out of here. I know. And that's the other side of people pleasing. Like there are a lot of people out there when they, you know, size you up and down and realize they're fucking taking advantage of you. And we all know this. If you are um, that type of person, you've gotten taken advantage of so many times in your life because why wouldn't people take advantage of you? That's yeah, nature, I know. Unfortunately. But it, it is. Guys, we got to rein it in. When you're worried about upsetting somebody, when you know what you have to say is true to yourself and you know that you're a good person, get the real out of your head of like, oh my God, how are they going to react? They're going to be so upset with me. Start checking in with yourself and saying, well, how do I feel? How do I feel about this situation? And that's what we say about like getting real with yourself. And it will fucking help you. It puts things into perspective. Keep doing it over and over again. The first time you do it, it's going to be uncomfortable and weird. And and like we said earlier, your, your whole body is going to feel unsafe. Yes. And I think um, another little practice or tactic that will help you with learning how to say no, which is also in turn setting boundaries with people, places, whatever, is to practice because I said people, places. And I said and things. <laughs> that was funny. Because I almost said things, but I stopped myself. <laughs> because I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All right, continue. Sorry. Okay. So what I want you to do is start practicing and learning how to say no to people. It can be something so small. So you have a busy day, you have a busy week, or you just don't feel like it and you're tired. Your best friend, who's not going to care if you say no, they shouldn't anyways, if they do, whatever. Don't even (laughs) get started. But if your best friend or your friend or your mom, whoever is like, oh, let's grab lunch or let's grab a coffee, you know, no big deal if you can't make it or say no, say no. And you don't have to give an explanation. I'm I'm an over-explainer. If I do decline something, I'm trying to get better at that too because I don't need to send a paragraph as to why I can't make it. Just, no, thank you for the invite. Let's plan for another time. But today I can't make it. You're, you're, you could be listening and be like, oh my God, who cares? Just say no. Mm-hmm. That is really hard for some people. They want to fit it in. Like you could have a gazillion things going on or exhausted and you just don't feel like going to lunch with your best friend for that day. And it's okay to say no. So I feel like start with some small steps like that, saying no to even the simplest thing. And then it'll get easier over time. Trust me, the more you say no and decline invites or anything, or do you have time to talk today? And you know that this person's just going to call and like bitch for an hour because they do every day or something, tell them, no, you're not available. Like if you know, it's going to be draining on your mind for that day, tell them, no, I'm sorry. It's okay. Now, obviously if your friend is going through something like crazy or rough, then maybe you want to be a good friend and be there for them, but it's okay to say no and take the time for yourself if you're feeling exhausted from everything and it really will get easier or even just role play. Kathleen, you want to go to lunch today? Not today. Maybe another day. Very good. Well, the funny thing is with my daughter, you know, she's five and a half now. So for the past like year, two years, we work on communication. And one of the biggest things I tell her, of course, I have to say it 10,000 times to her. But anyway, one of the biggest things is I tell her, 
it's okay to say no thank you or I say it's even okay to ask mommy why if I'm telling you to do something that you really don't understand or it doesn't make sense to you. But the biggest caveat is you must say it respectfully. Now she's a little, so we call it our strong voice. That's what I say. I say, use your strong voice. And a strong voice is exactly how we're talking right now. We're being firm in what we have to say, but we're saying, making sure we're not hurting anybody's feelings. We're not screaming at anybody, whining, you know, that's specific to kids, a lot of whining. And we just say clear and concise, no, thank you. Or mommy, I don't understand mommy, but why do I have to do that? Or mommy, why can't I do that? Stuff like that. And and nobody ever fucking taught me that shit. So I'm literally teaching her and me how to how to talk <laughs> and set boundaries. It's funny. But that's what we say. Like, guys, it's okay to say no. It's okay to set your boundary. As long as you're being respectful of that other person, there shouldn't be a problem. And if there is a problem, check in with yourself. Do you even want a, this person in your life? Is this a person you want to date? Is this a friend that you want to have? Even with our parents, you know, that boomer generation. Oh, they got oh those tough they cookies. Got some fucking issues. Yeah. You know, you know how many boundaries that we've set with our parents? Mom. Hi, mommy. Love you. But <laughs> boundaries. Boundaries. Because, you know, oh, my gosh. It's also interesting to me because they got it from their parents their parents got it like it came from somewhere we are the generations that stop in the bullshit and we're setting the boundaries we are the cycle breakers so we're gonna go into our quote of the day that has absolutely everything to do with this episode did you think i was gonna say nothing (laughs) um so our quote for the day to wrap up this episode before we get to our below shout outs is don't be afraid of losing people be afraid of losing yourself by trying to please everyone around you. Oh my God, Cass. I'm like literally tearing up. That's a really good quote. I like that a lot. Oh, you're going to make me tear up now. It's, oh. I know. I'm like actually crying. <laughs> I know. And now I'm tearing up. I want to give you a hug right now. Oh, it's good though, Cass, it's... because we've come so That's why we're here today trying to inspire everybody else. So it's a good thing. It is a good thing. And it really encompasses everything that we talked about. Just please, whatever you do, try and break your cycle sooner than Kathleen and I were able to break ours. And really, if you start feeling like you're losing yourself on the behalf of, of trying to please someone else, check in with yourself and don't let it get too far. Okay. That was a lot, guys. A lot. We all need to do our breathe in for four counts, out for four counts right after this episode. So now we want to give our below shout outs for the week. Kathleen, take it away, baby. Shout out for the below. Can we just remind everybody how much we fucking love Buffalo? I I just want to say that because I really love Buffalo. I'm so proud to be from Buffalo and I hope everybody else is too. We hope you guys are liking this segment. Segment. 
So anyways, our shout out, one of them today is Botting Bros Farm Market. They're a garden center. They have the best plants and flowers. I was just there a few weeks ago getting my, my spring haul, my little hanging baskets and all the good stuff. I'm not great with the names of flowers, but I will say they have some of the best selection in Western New York. There's a few other places I love, but this is usually my go-to. So if you guys want to check them out, give them a follow. It's at Botting, B-A-D-D-I-N-G, Farm Market. They are, you know, family run, locally owned. That's always nice to see. Out on Transit Road? Yes. Yeah, your flowers looked beautiful. The second shout out, Ashley, my cousin. We have to give a shout out to Ashley. She has been our rock through all of this. She designed our logo, our beautiful hot pink tan perfect logo she did our photos that you see plastered all over our instagram page she's amazing she is about to be an art teacher she's graduating in just a few months and she also has a vintage online vintage store for all things vintage not even just clothing and her instagram page for her business is at mango laundry so everybody give her a follow shout out ashley we love you we do love you ashley she really has been like our ride or die from day one like keeping us moving and inspiring us so yeah all right everybody well thank you again so much for tuning in we hope that you found some of these things really helpful that we talked about today please make sure to subscribe and follow us on wherever you listen to your podcast apple spotify and we are now on stitcher shout out to my girl from high school who told us we should be on stitcher so we're now on stitcher yes and don't forget to rate us five stars especially if you're loving the podcast Follow us on Bear and Belo on IG. And that is a wrap, everybody. We hope you have a great week. And remember, love yourself. Love yourself, baby. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>